0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Games with Bill. I do hope that you are having a fantastic day. I know I am. This is episode 693. I'm recording this on July 19th live over at uh, nerdnest.tv or youtube.com slash nerdnest. We've got a lot of stuff to cover, but before we do, I just want to thank everybody for being here for the live show. I really do appreciate you guys coming to hang out with me. Uh, especially on absolutely zero notice if you haven't already uh, subscribed to the youtube channel please do turn on alerts that way you get alerted when i go live to record one of these shows and if you go there and you're like i want to watch the video version the video version is for members only so after the live show is over only members uh, get to watch the video version of the show Uh, but That being said, let's jump right in. Uh, I I have a discussion topic that I want to talk about real quick. And I'm curious how everybody feels about this. Because Nintendo's been acting kind of weird lately. I mean, hey, it's Nintendo. It's not a huge surprise that Nintendo's acting weird. Um, Does Nintendo want to ditch the big direct? Like, that's the big question that that I'm thinking... About because, look, we just had a brand new. Well, we just had a Nintendo Direct. They had a Nintendo Direct Mini that was showing off all of like their their third party, um, uh, 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 third party showcase uh, of games that are coming to the Nintendo Switch. And then they had another Nintendo Direct that was for, um, oh god, I can't remember. Not Kingdom Hearts. What's the what's the Fire Emblem? Uh, the Fire Emblem. Warriors game uh, that's coming. So then we had, or no, it was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I apologize. Um, then we had another direct for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And those two Nintendo directs, I would have thought would have been like a, a bigger deal. And uh, people are telling me it's episode 693. Yes, I know. Uh, anyway. Um, I would have thought that if you take those two things and put them together, that would have been like more of a big direct. But then Nintendo just starts dropping videos and uh, press releases about games that they could have included in yet another direct. And that would have been like that would have made the direct bigger, if that makes sense. Uh, they, They also announced Kirby's Dream Buffet, which... I'm not interested in this game, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are. Um, but they announced Kirby's Dream Buffet right after a Nintendo Direct, which is kind of a weird thing. And then after they announced the the Kirby's Dream Buffet, they then go on to uh, drop this video of um, what's the of uh, uh, Bayonetta three. Sorry, doing this live sometimes is tough. Uh, then they go on to to announce. Bayonetta 3 reveal date or I'm sorry release date which is coming out later this year and I I don't personally care about Bayonetta like I've not played Bayonetta 1 I didn't play Bayonetta 2 I know that there's a lot of people that like the franchise it's not for me well I don't know that it's not for me I have plenty to play I don't need to jump in on on this thing as well but you know they announced Bayonetta 3 again this is something that could have easily been in a bigger Nintendo Direct, including all of those different things. Yet Nintendo is slowly dropping these things out over time. And it just makes me wonder do Nintendo like is Nintendo done with the big directs? Do they get more out of dropping news? like news after news after news, or taking all of that news and dumping it all into one big thing. And I'm not sure what the answer is. But it's definitely interesting. Like, Nintendo completely changed the way that video game announcements happen with the Nintendo Direct, especially around big events like E3, where in the past, everybody did everything live. Okay? Everybody had to do everything live. And then Nintendo was like, you know what? We're not very good at live. Uh, I know how that feels, but we're not very good at live. So why don't we pre-record stuff and then just play our pre-recorded stuff? That way there's no mistakes. You know, and they they did that as Nintendo directs and they've been doing that a while. And then the industry started to follow them. So now they seem to be like, all right, instead of doing big announcements, we're going to take our big announcements and break them into little pieces so that everybody's constantly talking about it. I don't know which way is the right way. I do think that when you include something in a Nintendo Direct, you and sound off in chat if you have an opinion on this, um, when you include something in a big Direct, then what that does is it it forces all of the eyeballs to be on that one spot at the same time. And so I feel like your message is more likely to get through. Whereas something like this, the Kirby's... I forget what the name of the game is already. Kirby's Dream Buffet. Uh, you would be forgiven if you didn't know about that. Like, if that slipped under your radar, you might not really realize that that, that, that game came out. But if it was included in Inten- in a Nintendo Direct... You probably would have seen it. Uh, Athen Immortal in chat says Nintendo was a trailblazer, tra- trailblazer in leaving E3, which up to that point had been one of the main ways to get your game info uh, into mainstream press. They just decided to go their own way. Yeah, and P. Cray says really the only info or the only news I want to hear is a new, more powerful Switch. I understand it's still playable, but it's but so much is being sacrificed now to get it running and i do agree with that i think that the nintendo switch is a little bit long in the tooth and that's why there's some games that we're just not going to see on that system now bring the arcade experience home because your vision is our vision coleco vision all right moving on to uh, a game that just came out i believe it came out today and uh it's funny because i i went looking for like the video so that i could put it on the uh on screen while i was talking so the live live viewers would would have something other than this hideous face to look at and uh, it says right on on this it says stray is coming to ps5 in 2021 well uh we're now in uh july of 2022 the game is finally here the reviews are pretty decent from what i understand I have not picked it up yet. I, I, I'm i going to be playing this game. It looks really, really fun. I love the world. I love the setting. I love the idea of playing this cool stealth game where you play as a cat in a world filled with humanoid robots with TV screens for faces. This game looks awesome. Uh, it came out today. If you are a member of the PlayStation Plus Premium, I still hate their naming conventions, Uh, then this game is included with your subscription. I I don't have PS Plus, and I don't know that I want to invest in PS Plus for me right now. I will probably pick this up on Steam Deck. I was going to pick this up on, on PlayStation, but then when I found out that, well, actually, I might play it on PlayStation for no other reason than if I, like, it's $20, and that would be, if I get PS Plus... My brain is starting to see like how I can save money. I don't think I want to think about that while I'm recording a show. I haven't made my decision yet where I'm going to play this, but it looks awesome. Can't wait to play it. I saw that they have merch out there, so you can actually like buy a backpack for your cat. Um, I have two cats, if you guys didn't know. Their names are Marvel and DC. They have worn collars, like, for about five minutes, and then they get the collars off. They, we've never been able to get them to just wear their collars. So I'm not going to be getting a backpack for my cat. But, hey, whatever. That's okay. Um, uh, Alego01 says PS5 plus PS plus Premium plus Chai Kai on Steam Deck. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they have, um, they have the ability to stream to your— st- steam deck from your PlayStation, which I have not tried that, that yet. Uh, but anyway, I think, I think stray looks fantastic and it came out today, but that's not the only game that came out today. Another game. Well, it's not a game that came out today. It's DLC that came out today. And that is Forza horizon five, uh, is releasing their, um, their hot Wheels stuff today. And I, You know, I got the email and I loaded up my Xbox and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pick this up. And it was like it said there's three options. There's one that includes two DLCs. There's another one that just includes the Hot Wheels stuff. And then there's one that includes both of those for 40 bucks. And I'm sorry if I hit the mic just then. I'm trying to make the decision about whether or not I just get the Hot Wheels stuff. Or if I get the more expensive one, because just the Hot Wheels stuff is seventeen dollars, which is not very expensive at all. Especially as somebody who, you know, grew up in the eighties, had Hot Wheels, had the orange tracks that you clipped to your uh, to your furniture and sent your cars down. Like this has a lot of awesome nostalgia for me, and I definitely want to play this. And so I'm definitely going to be getting the 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 Hot Wheels stuff, but I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to invest in the more expensive version. And I have not made that decision yet, but those two games came out or those two things were both released today. And here's my question. Oh, and there was another thing that was released and that was the Halo uh, multiplayer nonsense where you could actually play the campaign with other people, which I I tried to play that last night. And um, it was kind of a, a horrible experience trying to just update The like you had to go into the Xbox store, you had to download Xbox Insider Hub, then you had to join the um, Halo Insider Hub, and then you had to download the Halo Insider program, which then would not update until I rebooted my Xbox a couple of times. That was a horrible experience. Microsoft really just needs to streamline that in some way. Uh, But all of those things are all coming out at the same time. And it's just, it's, I don't know what to play. Like, (laughs) and I want to know what you guys are going to be playing. Yes, Justin Lindholm is saying that they're playing the Halo co-op campaign. Joel Mead says it's an insider preview. That's why it's not the actual co-op release. And yes, I, I understand that. But that needs to be simpler. Like, that was a very involved process. And maybe if you spend all your time on Xbox, that makes sense. But as somebody who plays games all over the place, there's no console wars here. um, That was confusing and irritating, especially because I joined the hub and then I closed it and went back to Halo and it wouldn't let me do it. It was just kind of weird um mumbles speed talker says it was supposed to make the fan run quieter oh sorry they're talking about something else i got distracted um athen immortal says trying to get together with friends in microsoft games has always been a hassle for me on pc crackdown 3 for example yeah uh, i was trying to play with uh other people uh, last night And one of them was on PC and then the other one was on Xbox and I was on Xbox and we just couldn't get it to work. So we ended up just going in and playing uh, Halo, um, just PvP. And it was fun because I love that game, uh, but I really wanted to try out the campaign and it was just too frustrating of a process. Anyway, Stray, Forza, Hot Wheels, Halo, Co-op, which one of those things are you guys most interested in? Uh, let me know, uh, on, in chat and, uh, hit me up on Twitter at run, jump, stomp. Pitfall, a jungle adventure game designed by David Crane from Activision. All right. Speaking of Xbox, um, this is weird. There's this, so for those of you that don't know, Platinum Games used to work with Xbox and they had this, they had this really cool dragon based game called Scalebound, uh, which, Platinum Games was making and Xbox was publishing. And then, for some reason, Xbox said, you know what, we're going to put the kibosh on this. This game looked really cool, okay? But uh, Microsoft said, "Uh, we're shutting that down, and that game never came to fruition, which was too bad. Um, This is very interesting, though. Platinum Games hasn't worked with Microsoft in a while, and apparently... Platinum Games has approached Xbox to publish its next game. Now, if you don't know what games Platinum Games makes, they make games like um, like Bayonetta, right? Platinum, Yeah, Platinum Games makes Bayonetta. And it got me thinking, I wonder if, and this is rumor stuff, okay? It's not necessarily fact. Um, I wonder if Platinum Games, you know, we were talking about the Nintendo Switch being a little long in the tooth these days, I wonder if they're running into issues like Bayonetta three took a really long time to make. Now, part of that could have been because of shutdown and the pandemic, but it could have also been because they're trying to get the Nintendo switch to do things that is really hard to do because it's so far behind, uh, you know, all of the other platforms. And it might be that platinum games is like, all right, we love working with the Nintendo. uh, We're working with Nintendo. We like having games on switch but this is so much more work if we go to a different platform where it's going to be easier for us to make our games. Well, then that's a very interesting thing. And so you might be like, well, why would they go to Microsoft? What I have seen, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but what I've seen is of all of the the platform holders, Microsoft seems to be the one that is the most hands-off and is just like, here's your money make the game and we're gonna keep our hands out of your stuff and they're more i think they're more likely than anybody else to say and we can also you can also publish this game on other platforms that are not xbox and i think that that is for a third-party dev looking for funding uh, looking for a publisher, that's actually a fairly, um, not lucrative, that's not the word that I'm looking for, uh, attractive deal. I, I could be wrong about that, but that's that's just how I feel about it. And I look, I'm not a huge Platinum Games fan. Not that I think that their stuff isn't good or anything. I just don't play very many of their games, unless there's games that they make that I'm not thinking of. I do think that, I, if I'm remembering correctly, they do a lot of work for Nintendo like on the side. Uh, but, like, I'm just not a Bayonetta guy. Anyway, Platinum Games, working with Microsoft, do we see uh, Scalebound come back at some point? I mean, it is possible. We, we've seen games get uh, revived or brought back from the dead in the past, and that's always interesting. Anyway, speaking of Microsoft, um, Microsoft is uh, apparently... Uh, soon to finalize their Activision Blizzard acquisition. That's always hard for me to say. So for those of you that don't know, Microsoft announced not too long ago that they were going to spend almost $70 billion to acquire Activision Blizzard. This is right after Activision was in trouble for some, for some bad stuff, which I think that Microsoft saw that and they said, okay, this is an extremely valuable company. Maybe we can get them cheaper, which $70 billion is cheap. Not really, but maybe for Activision Blizzard, possibly. But maybe we can get them for a lower price because of all of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, controversy surrounding them. So Microsoft uh, uh, approached them and said, hey, we want to buy you for $70 billion and they said yes. And now basically, you have to wait for the government to like dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure that everything's uh, copacetic before that deal closes. Now, I expected this deal to take a lot longer than it has. And, but apparently, the only thing in the way now is that the FTC. If, if the FTC doesn't request more information, that's the Federal Trade Commission, if they don't request more information within the next month, then that deal just automatically finalizes and Microsoft then owns Activision Blizzard. As somebody who has not been playing Activision Blizzard games for quite some time because I don't like their leadership, I'm happy about that. I'm not, I'm not super happy that... You know, that um, all these platform holders are going around and, and uh, acquiring all of these different companies that are making games. I'm not happy about the the shrinking of the market, but I think the market is big enough that it's going to be okay. And for Microsoft to purchase Activision Blizzard, hopefully that top team of leadership at Activision Blizzard gets replaced. And I can feel okay about putting my money into those games. Now, speaking of mergers and acquisitions, right after Microsoft announced that they were buying Activision Blizzard for $70 billion, uh, Sony then announced that they were buying Bungie for, I think it was like $4 billion. I can't remember exactly the number. That deal has already closed. All right. This is a tweet from PlayStation. It says the agreement to acquire Bungie has closed. So now we can officially say welcome to the PlayStation family, Bungie. So now Sony owns Bungie. W- what's Bungie? Bungie is the company behind um, not Division. What's the Destiny Two? They're they're the company that does Destiny Two, and Sony has has promised that that those games will continue to be. Uh, multi-platform. They're, we're we're still going to see those games on other platforms. Microsoft has said, "Hey, you know, the they're not promising that every game from Activision Blizzard is going to be multi-platform, but they they said the ones that you expect to be multi-platform will continue to be multi-platform, which is good." So, again, not happy about the shrinking of the industry, but. It seems like both Microsoft and Sony know that if they push too hard, that the government will turn around and clap back at them real hard. And they don't want to risk that, especially Microsoft definitely doesn't want to risk that because Microsoft has been in hot water for that stuff before, and they don't want to have to deal with that. So I think that they're going to walk that fine line of doing the right thing. Not because they're the super nice guy, but because they don't want to get in trouble. Um, Athen Immortal says, Microsoft let too many studios go during the late Xbox 360, early Xbox One era. They even let Bungie go. Who have now been bought by Sony? Yes, that is correct. Um, Joel Mead says, Sony needs Bungie to stay multi-platform because they want live surface player bases. Yes, Sony has specifically said that... The reason that they were buying um, uh, Bungie was so that they had the 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 knowledge and the experience needed to build live service games like Destiny Two. You know, they looked at Destiny Two. They said, "Here's a company that knows what the hell they're doing. We're gonna get them. They're gonna help us do the right thing in order to grow." I think they said up to ten. Uh, like live service games, which is a lot. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. But you know what is awesome about live service games is they tend to be free to play. And I just I like free to play games as long as they are monetizing without um, making it pay to win that that to me is good. Now, speaking of free to play games, let's move on and talk about another free to play game. Tunnel Runner from CBS Electronics, where the excitement never ends. I'm not trapped. Well, I'm not trapped. Uh, and Tunnel Runner is not that uh free-to-play game. The free-to-play game is multiverses. It's targeting an open beta for July 26th. If you don't know what this is, it is Warner Brothers owned properties, Smash Brothers, essentially. And this game looks really cool. Good, that's muted. Uh this game looks really cool. I've seen people play it and I've seen uh, like people talk about the like how the game plays and they're like, it's actually really good. It's a it's another Smash clone of of which there are many like there's the Nickelodeon Smash clone. There are there's Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla, I believe, is free to play. The Nickelodeon Smash clone is not free to play. This one is free to play. So I'm definitely going to be trying this out. And from what I hear, it's really good, and it plays slightly different than Smash, but it's definitely a Smash clone. It's got characters like Shaggy, uh, Finn, and um, Jake, and Batman, and Wonder Woman, and Superman, and uh, who's the – he's a giant robot from the 1980s uh, cartoon – I'm looking at him right now. Steal something. I can't remember his name. It's got Taz and Bugs Bunny. The characters that Warner Brothers owns, like they have a deep roster of games that they can, uh, of of IP that they can include in this game. I think that this game looks fun. I can't wait to play it. Uh, what's today? Today's the 19th. So we're looking like 10 days away from the beta. Uh Cobra in chat is asking, what will my character be? I don't know. Iron Giant is the character that I was trying to think of. Thank you, Mumbles. Um, I don't know which character is the one that I'm going to try out. Um, I, I'll probably try a bunch of them. I, I really want to see how the monetization works, because I'm assuming that you can't have every character unlocked when you when you start playing. If 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 it were up to me, here's what I would do. I would have... X number of characters be free every week. So we'll say 10 characters are free all the time, but those 10 characters change each week. So this week, the the free characters are Shaggy, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Finn, and Jake, and like four others, right? And then next week, we get... 10 other characters that are free, and those other ones aren't free anymore. And if you want to main a character, like if you always want to play as, say, Shaggy or Scooby-Doo or whatever, then you buy that character. This is how MOBAs tend to monetize their games because uh, I'll use a game that recently, sadly, is has one foot in the grave, and that's Heroes of the Storm. Uh, Heroes of the Storm... Uh, as you play that game, you have every week they have a DPS character, a tank character, a med character, and like they have all these different characters that are free, but they're constantly rotating in and out. And then if I want to play as Jania Proudmore, I just buy Jania Proudmore and I always have her. And there's two ways that I can do that I can play the game a bunch and earn the coins through gameplay, or I can take $10 out of my wallet and try and shove it through the internet to blizzard and then they're like oh okay thank you here's jania prodmore now you can play as her whether she's a free character this week or not the reason that i think that that's the best model for this kind of game is a if it's a if it's a free-to-play game it's going to have a big base of people right and if it's if if you have this big base of people who are not necessarily fighting game fans, you want them to try lots of different characters so that they can possibly find a character that they that they click with, that they really, really like. Um, and then forcing, not forcing them, uh, encouraging them to try different characters by having different characters be free each week might get people to be like, oh man, I really didn't think I would like playing as, as Jake, the dog. Um, but... After playing him on the free thing, I think he might be my favorite character, so I'm going to buy it. I think that this game looks awesome. The beta comes out in less than 10 days. I am hyped for it. Uh, w- w- which character are you guys going to be uh, playing with uh, in that game? Let me know uh, on Twitter, at RunJumpStomp. By the way, if you're already like on your device and listening to your podcast, or, or podcast um, device right now, do me a favor. Rate the show. And give it a review. Uh, I appreciate it when you guys do that. All right. Let's move on and talk about... This is weird. This is a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. And that is John Romero. If you don't know who John Romero is, he was one of the guys who was working on the original Doom. Okay? So this is a big name in the video game industry. I remember uh, my copies of Electronic. Electronic Gaming Monthly, which is this old magazine from back in the day. And I remember seeing lots and lots of ads of John Romero's Daikatana. And (laughs) that that game turned out to be kind of a stinker. Well, let's be honest. I didn't play it, but I've seen, like, it was not a popular game. Well, anyway, John Romero recently announced, he said this. He said, very exciting news. I'm working on a new first-person shooter. And we're hiring at RomeroGames.com. Check out our career career pages. Now, look, we're not going to see this game for a very, very long time. But, I mean, this guy is like first-person shooter royalty, essentially. So I'm very interested in what he's going to do. I'm not going to judge him on Daikatana because I think that that game spent too much on marketing and not enough on development, from what I understand. Uh, Hopefully, you know, he doesn't make the same mistake again. And um, they are saying that they're going to be using Unreal Engine 5, and they are looking for, this is very early on, they said they're looking for lead-level designers with extensive experience on current-gen console or PC titles that feature a multiplayer component. So this is a first-person shooter that is going to be very heavily focused on multiplayer. For those of you who are old like me, are you interested in a new first-person shooter from John Romero, or do you feel like oh, that's in the past? I don't really, I don't really need to go back to that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm just—I thought that it was interesting uh, that that was there, or that that was happening, and I wanted to share that with you guys. All right, everybody. Uh, that is it for this episode of Games with Bill. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I will say this. Uh, if you're here for the live show, you don't have to go away yet because we'll have a little chat after the live show. I'll talk to you guys about stuff. Uh, I'm just wrapping up the audio podcast right now. Again, if you want to watch the podcast, uh, you can either show up for the live shows or become a member over at YouTube.com uh, NerdNest. And if you have yet to do so, check out the, the patron, uh, Patreon, which is uh run uh, jump stomp. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. You could have been anywhere, but you were here, and I appreciate it. I'll see you all next time. Bye bye.